Blog Talk Radio. Oh, how lovely. Here we are in a rather sedated mood. I'm here as Dr. Deb Carlin uh, with Ron Williams today. How are you, Ron? I'm doing great. And by the way, when you sit up, the shadow kind of goes here on you. When you come down a little bit, you are crystal clear. I'm just letting you know. Okay? I know. It's like I've got some sort of a curse if I sit up straight. It's better if I sit like this because I look like a smaller version of myself, which is lovely. Well, you look mysterious, which is not a bad look, by the way. I love it. So, um, well, I'm doing really good. Doing good. How do, how do weekend? Got a lot of rest. Oh, yeah. Good. <laughs> Good, good, and, good. Uh, kind of fun. Yesterday, I, I got up because I've been trying. I traveled a little bit last week, as you know, and I have to travel again tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm trying to make sure my body's ready to travel again. Yeah. And I got up yesterday to go get some bath salts, and I love to take these bath salts. Oh, I and love bath. I saw, and I'm not exaggerating, of cars with flags and Trump signs and and uh, it was just really kind of a, and it's such beautiful weather right now here. It's 75, 78, you know, 77, crystal blue skies. And it was just one of those days that it felt like America again. You know, really right. Kind of, yeah, it just felt like, hey, man, the only thing that was missing was like the smell of like, you know, barbecue or I something. I was going to say know. barbecue. Yeah, but anyways, it was, it was really inspiring. So it was peaceful and happy and celebratory, not anything angry. Right, right. It was, it was, it was just. I, I did a post with it, and 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 the post was kind of, you know, look. It was like this election is not Trump versus Biden. It's freedom versus not freedom. It's yeah. it's perhaps God versus not God. Oh yeah. You know. <laughs> so you know, I don't like to feel like, well, I'm a Republican because. You know, Democrats don't own certain values that make them good. Exactly. Just like, just like saying, I'm a Democrat, but Republicans don't own strong economy and secure nation and, you know, that kind of stuff. Nobody owns these things. And so I don't want to come across either way. All I want to do is bring us together as a people and, and really just do something smart right now because God knows we need something smart. <laughs> you know what? I love it that you brought that up because um, one of the things that I find disparaging is people make assumptions when you are talking to them about your values. Now, if somebody tells me that they're on one side or the other, and by the way, why is it sides? Yeah. If you say you're Republican, then politicians have made it such that, oh, then you don't care about people. Yeah. And if you say you're a Democrat, they've made it such that, oh, you're a communist. Right. And there might be a kernel of truth to both sides. Right. But that's not what defines us. What defines us is our harmony is the ability to differ. And we're sucking at that right now. And so, you know, I, I did a post that was very blunt, you know, and just, uh, and, and just said it like it is. And I didn't say it from a red or a blue platform. I just, because, you know, those are kind of businesses unto themselves. Right, right. I just said it from which agenda do I stand for? And I stand for an abundant country, a safe country, open borders, legally, legally. you know, and, and God. You know, there's a lot of other things on the fringe I get. But, right. you know, you can't run a campaign on special interests. Special interests in politics 
you know, you know, I'll 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 give you some some lip some lip service if you'll give me your vote. That's all it is. It's leave your love. You know, I know that we have another agenda for this show today, but I want to I want to tell you, I have had on in the background here today the hearings for the new justice, Amy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. They made her sit there. By the way, a percentage of the people in the room are wearing masks and a percentage of them aren't. And I'm thinking, how did you all decide that? And I'm not a proponent of the masks. You either do social distancing and you know that you're sneezing or whatever, or, you know, the whole thing with the masks is over the top. But she sat there with a huge black mask on her face still as she possibly could be while she was lectured at and I think berated by a lot of people there for well over an hour. It might have gone on for two hours. I barely heard her speak. They had photographs of people who they are calling healthcare victims and blaming it on this current administration. And I'm thinking, I'm sorry, I don't understand. I don't understand where this is going, this is just like when people on the media call in people to interview and you're a guest, you're coming into someone's home on their show and you treat them terribly and you're rude and you yell and scream. Why did they invite this young woman in? Yeah, I watched what you watched, by the way. I didn't tell you that, but um, I thought she was so dignified. Her children were there. Oh, really? And they... And they just, you know, made, they, they tried to mislead the American people to thinking that if she's voted, that these are the, that she's voted in, these are the, these are the uh, legal positions that yeah. she's going to vote on. And that's just not fair. That's not And uh, so they're kind of villainizing a person who's nearly impossible to villainize. And uh, she was so dignified, she never nodded. Right. She never disagreed. Right. She just just gracefully looked in the eye of the, of the speaker, and then when she opened her mouth, I thought she was really pleasant. She was very pleasant. I'm like, I don't know. I might have had a little bit of a rattle in my voice after all that false accusation and all the hot air. Uh, that one Booker guy, uh, he was reading this speech so horribly. Oh my god! It was like gosh. he was reading it like. It was like a karaoke politician. Yeah. Sounded good and looked good in the mirror the night before, but once given the mic, it was a bomb. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Don't read to me. Either show up and talk because you know your content, and maybe you have a couple of points you want to hit, but how dare you read to me? That is just insulting. Yeah, he, he kept... You know, it was funny because he was reading kind of like I would, and that is he was going, and then to determine that this done before the next two weeks. You know, and he kept, oh, it wasn't a period there, you know. Because that's how I read, so I kind of understood it. But it was disingenuous yes. because he was trying to be all passionate and reading at the same time. Major flop on yeah. his part. Major. Yeah. And, and most of those people, when you if you have to read it, you didn't write it. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. But I call it a karaoke politician. Looked and sounded good last night in front of the mirror. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I When I do PowerPoints and I teach people how to do PowerPoints, I say, just remember, it's about making a powerful point. Not taking all your notes 
putting them in small font upon a big screen, turning your back to the audience and reading to them. It's insulting. If you want to talk about a nutrification uh, uh, scheme, put a big picture of an apple up there, and that is your powerful point, and talk about it from that. It's just a cue for you, and it's a symbol for your audience to look at. You're not supposed to put much font up there, so cut it out. Yeah, there was one guy who was the Idaho senator. His name was Crapo or Crapo. I can't say C R A P O. He's a Harvard, you know, graduate in law. And he got up and he they were saying, and to rush this through and to blah blah blah, just to rush it. Finally he gets up and he goes, Okay, I have the stats here for y'all. You know, in history there's been twenty nine uh, <laughs> times they've had to do this. Nineteen of them were passed. And he read through the 19 of them, 10 days, 13 days, 15 days, 14 days, 17 days. I mean, they were all within the same timeline that we're doing it, every single one of them. I heard that, And so he was like, there's no rush here, folks. This is all politics. And he just, I love what he did. I did, too. We have to call people out on what it is that's going on. Ron, we've got 20-some-odd days left until this election. And you know what? Nobody's been reporting on the the violence in the cities, but I heard today, I mean, for weeks, but I heard today, and there were photographs on television here in Chicago. About what they did in Brooklyn that night. See, I, yeah, it's like they're not even reporting it. It's crazy. It is insane. You know what I read? You're going to love this. What? I'm from California, so I don't throw California under the bus easily because that's where my childhood memories are. That's where I went to the beach, and that's where I grew up humble and poor in a minority community where I was the minority, mm. you know, and it was a loving community. But all I can say was that I read yesterday that Disneyland is pulling out of California. Oh, my gosh. But Mickey's leaving. It's time to get out. You know, you know what? That's horrible. And you want to know something? This is exactly why I want to buy land in the vineyards of Missouri. Yeah. Nobody knows about it. I mean, seriously, it, it's it's regarded as being pretty backwoods. It's in the Midwest. You know what? There's a lot of beautiful places in our country, but as a Chicago girl, he's been Chicago and St. Louis, Missouri for a long time excuse me, a long time, when I discovered a little town in Missouri outside of, you know, downtown, about 25 minutes from my home called Defiance, I thought, well, hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) This is my kind of community. And they are. It's defiance against everything that isn't about our freedom. It's defiance about everything that isn't about goodness and homesteading and God and the American flag. Have you ever been to Independence, Missouri? Oh not? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I won't go. I won't say which religion, but there's a religion out there that thinks that Independence, Missouri, is where, you know. Well, <laughs> let me. The, yeah, where it's all happening. Yeah. yeah. So when I was in Defiance and buying, in the midst of closing, I mean, it mm-hmm. was like a week away, ten days away. 
the property in Defiance, Missouri, which I should have just gone for it and done it and just said to the banker, look, I know they're playing games, but let's do it anyway. Um, the people in the town wanted me to come to the town meetings. And they were like, what, like, can we sign up for the treatments now? Because you do realize that this is sacred ground out here, right? This is like the other Jerusalem. There's holy ground here. You know, we've got Tibetan monks living out here. Well, I didn't know that. But it is sacred. It's it's peaceful and quiet and amazing. And there there really is a lot to be said about it being the show me state. I think we, we as Americans really need to be open-minded. That's what liberal wants used to mean. Open-minded and loving and kind and... American, American values, home, faith, nutrition, education, healthy. I mean, where is it that we all fall apart, Ron, and we come into fisticuffs about the issues? Yeah, I think that if, if politics could just keep it simple, and I realize budgeting a national budget is not simple. You know, I realize you know having a safe country is not simple. These are these are monumental, historic. Uh, managerial positions, um, you know, open borders, but legally, and you know, allow us to worship if we want to. How's that? But don't, don't. That's you know, our country was built upon that. It worked pretty well. Yeah. You know, I, I wish that it would kind of stop somewhere in there. There might be a couple other issues that kind of that sort of offshoot from there, but and leave the rest to the people because in the end, at the end of the day, it's the people who take care of the people. Politicians don't give a rip about any of this stuff. They really yeah. don't. They only care every four years, and they just have all these. They're just very good at manipulating information to mislead people. And right now, in my life, I've never seen more man- manipulation than I'm seeing right now. I agree with you 100%. You want to know how bad I think it is? I'm not even sure where it is I'm being manipulated. I'm looking well, at... Once we threw in the COVID, it became very confusing, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really did. I mean, I can I can be the eternal optimist and and say, you know, I'm optimistic. I have deep, unshakable faith, but I certainly am not beyond confusion. Right. It's very confusing out here. And and when I was by by the way, there was a big thing on the television on the news about. Whoever won some basketball game last night, who won basketball last night? Was that the Lakers? Yes. Excuse me. What's with all these dudes all sweaty and hugging and kissing and jumping and being, you know, cheek to cheek and hugging and, and, and I, I didn't see any masking taking place there. So when is it okay and when is it not? And the same with the politicians during that Amy Coney Barrett hearing today. When is it right and when is it wrong? And by the way, Amy's sitting there all by herself. No one was within 20 feet of her, probably 30. It's like the poor gal has cooties and she has to sit there with a big, huge black mask on her face. Do not try to convince me that that is healthy. It's not. I thought she was classy. I, I thought she was graceful and elegant and motherly and yeah. scholarly. Uh, I, I really was impressed with her. I'll be honest. And then her 
the dean of law school at Notre Dame, who was pretty esteemed, got up and gave her like an endorsement and talked about why she's good. It was very specific. It was very, uh, it was a quality message. It had a lot of substance to it. And I was super impressed. I was like, man, I love having a a person like this, male or female, to represent our country the way that this this woman hopefully will. When I saw what they did to Brett Kavanaugh, I thought, just, they're kidding, right? I mean, this can't really be happening, right? Like, how many years can somebody go back? <laughs> it was a circus, wasn't it? Well, it was. And and I'm, they want to impeach this president now to say, somehow, I guess, somewhere along the line, it didn't look like a very good idea. So they're going to go back to the 25th Amendment and have him deemed unfit? How is he unfit? You mean President Trump? Yeah. They're doing that now? Yeah, they want to go to the 25th Amendment and say that he is not healthy, he's not fit, he's um, he's at risk. You know, he's now they're saying he's obese, and he's I not. Think he looks he looks really good now. I know. I, I thought, thought he always did. I thought on debate night he looked a little winded, but man, he looked. What I've seen recently, he looks great. Well, I thought he just looked angry on debate night. Oh, you know, hey, I would be angry, too, if most of the news networks were just making crap up all day long, and that's what I woke up to every day. Yes. I I would have a hard time containing myself, but, you know, he's got to do that for the greater good. And, and, And I said in my article yesterday that I'd much rather have an abrasive, you know, uh, lump of coal than a than a uh, elusive, shiny, turd career politician. I, yeah. I'd much rather have that. Yeah, know? right. Has, has President Biden even answered one question for real yet? Think about it. You mean Vice President? If Vice President Biden, has he really answered a single question of substance yet? <laughs> well, I yeah, know. I mean, yeah, but what he's what he has said is, <clears throat> we're not gonna we're not gonna stop fracking. We never said that. And then I love it on the news. They show, and then they show, no, we're not going to stop fracking. He walked up to a young lady in an audience somewhere traveling, and he said, come here. Come a little closer. Come a little closer. We are not going to stop fracking. We are not going to risk all those jobs. And I thought, well, did you just see the clip that they just showed of you saying that you are? So the American public, they have 90 seconds. What in the world? Okay. No, no. We're going to save the other one for another conversation. Oh, yeah. So, you know, let me see. I'm flying tomorrow, but I'm going to make sure my schedule works out. Uh, okay. So, um, anyhow, good conversation today, for sure. <laughs> Um, I'm headed to get checked because I'm flying tomorrow. Oh. All right. So I got to check in early. All right. So this is Dr. Deb Carlin and uh, my good friend, Ron Williams, and we're signing off from the K Factor where cake was kindness and the factors are all the things that lead to it. We're your leads, babies. All right. So, Ron, stick with me for a second while I stop recording. All right. Ta.